0: Welcome to the Pretty Amazing Podcast where you get all amazing information regarding movies, TV shows, and pop culture news. My name is Shania Alexis and I definitely had this podcast as a long-term ambition of mine. I've always wanted to start a podcast but you know just procrastination just the self-doubt overcame me but now more than ever I just feel like I really do need this and I also promise to stay consistent and the this podcast will gradually improve and become better and better in time so please just bear with me <laughs> but I've always just just the amount of podcasts that I've listened to that really inspire me our examples include pop culture leftovers their read and weekly planet all amazing podcasts but it just seemed like too much effort and I just never really thought that I could do it but like I said I had to overcome the self-doubt and just you know you just have to learn on the way which I really feel like is important. Of, of course you're going to fail. But like I just want to do this just to create something that is mine. And just to also get in touch with other people who also share similar interests as I do. So this podcast's primary goal is to just share my passion for television and movies. With mean, just a dash of a little trending topic on in there. But to get that out the way I just want to just do a little. um Just share a little information on why I did want to start this podcast. I've always been a lover of movies. I remember going to movies ever since I was five years old. I think the first movie I actually saw I was three years old and it was Hercules, but I don't remember it, of course. My mom did say that I <laughs> drew a baby, my baby bottle at the screen, so I don't think I was a big fan at that time. But I do remember my first movie being that I remember going to the movie theater seeing was the Sam Raimi Spider Man film, but of course the the legend himself, Tommy McGuire. I just remember being terrified of the Green Goblin. That movie used to really scare me so much as a child, but also it did not restrict my love for it. It was also the first comic book movie that I've ever seen, which made me fall in love with superheroes and just the comic book movies itself. But just the Danny Elfman score alone, it just, it made that movie experience truly memorable. But apart from comic book movies, I do adore filmmaking in general. Just everything about movies just always captivated, captivated me as a child. The striking set, just the outstanding performances, the compelling scripts. Like I just, I wanted more. But there are some movies that I definitely should have been to, should have seen when I was younger. I had no business watching a bunch of movies given my impressionable young age. While I question, I really think one of those films was the um, were the ones, uh, the one with Angelina Angelina Jolie. Um, and it was called Gia. I definitely remember being traumatized as a child watching that film. I couldn't stop watching it, but I just knew her character was going down a dark path that was inappropriate, of course, for my age to watch. But I was just so fascinated by the movie and just want to learn. Like you knew that that her this model, she was gorgeous, and you knew like she was just getting to situations that wasn't good for her. And you know her downfall was inevitable. But also, I just want to say I knew I. Sound nervous right now? Please give me time. This is my first recording, (laughs) but trust me. Um, like I said, it'll get better. (laughs) Just you know, just be patient with me. But like I said, I could really relate to her character and just her experience, and also just experience her feelings just watching that character and her performance. And that's when I started to realize at a young age that that's one of the main purposes of the film. When you're watching it, it's intended for this particular style of art to just instantly captivate us it's like making us feel as though we're part of the film sometimes we watch a movie and forget we're watching one but it's almost as we're we're living in that world of the character and I just I just always appreciated that uh, aspect of filmmaking um but I know I still have a lot more to learn because there's so many just numerous numerous aspects of making a film or a movie but they're definitely down the line in the future I'm definitely going to be discussing more movies and just um summarize and analyzing them but that's definitely more to come but I just wanted to focus mainly for this episode and discuss the 2024 Oscar nominations so as we know the Oscar nominations were announced I believe last Tuesday on the 23rd was last Tuesday I believe um well last week they were announced and as we all know we have a breakdown the Oscars is a award ceremony broadcasted live and hosted annually by the Academy of Motion Pictures Arts and Sciences it's a recognition of excellence in cinematic achievements assessed by the Academy's voting membership. Now, I love awards season. Always have. Just the Golden Globes, the Critics' Choice Awards, the Screen Actors Guild Awards, the BAFTAs, everything about it, the Hollywood carpet, the pre-shows, just seeing all your favorite celebrities dressed up, and even acting after, after um the ceremony's done, watching Fashion Police with the late, green jo- late great Joan Rivers. I loved it all. I used to believe, however, they used to believe that there was a pattern to which film or performers would win. Like, for example, let's say if well, Denzel Washington always has an Oscar. But if he won the Critics' Choice Awards and then he won the Golden Globes, then of course he's just shooting to win the Oscar. But as I got older, I realized that things can change and things don't always work out with these award ceremonies. And I started to realize over time that, especially with the Oscars, it isn't always fair. Now, some recipients of this esteemed honor truly deserve it, such as Monique, who won for Best Supporting Actress for her role in Precious, which was a amazing and I wish she got more roles after that but that's another conversation for another day but also um, someone like Kate Blanchett in the amazing film Blue Jasmine like there's no other options everyone did great in those categor- categories but that certain individual truly deserved it but on the other hand we have some people who win awards and we're just asking like why like it just, it just doesn't make any sense sometimes and after a while you realize that a lot these award shows just become popularity contests but I just want to discuss the Oscar nominations and also just go through my predictions on who I think will also win but first let's actually discuss the nominations for best supporting actor in the motion picture now with this category I didn't really have a problem with it I agree with the majority of the um, majority of the nominations I would probably swap out Ryan Gosling for Charles Melton or even Will Dafoe like, I love Ryan Gosling. He's definitely the breakout star of Barbie. But in my opinion, his performance was never Oscar-worthy. However, he's definitely one of my favorite actors. Like, I-, I loved him in Crazy Stupid Love, The Nice Guys. He can be hilarious and do those comedic roles. But also, he can give powerful performances like in Blue Jasmine or The Place, the place Beyond the Pines. And I'm also excited for that movie, new movie coming out called The Fall Guy. And I think it's coming out in May, I believe. I'm also excited that I'm... Um, um, about that movie as well. And it's also starring Emily But That looks like a fun time. But like I said, he was definitely one of the of Bari, but it was just a fun performance for me. Not an Oscar one. But other nominees for Best Supporting Actor, we have Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer, Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction, which is also, I think, Sterling K. Brown's first nomination too, which is very exciting. I'm happy for him. We also have Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon. And lastly, Mark Flow for poor things. My my prediction, RDJ's taking it all the way and he deserved it. Like his performance of Louis Strauss was r- really good and he just proved to audiences that he's more than Iron Man. He has a longevity in this industry after Marvel. And I think a lot of people forget how great of an actor Robert Downey Jr. truly is. He did have one of the biggest comebacks, if not the biggest comeback in, in Hollywood, but his performances is let's say Chaplin or even Kiss Kiss bang bang that's one of my favorite movies it's just he's he always shown that he is a great actor and he has a range so i'm very excited now that he's getting his recognition and i definitely think he's taking it but also he snagged the golden globe and chris choice award so i think that definitely counts as well sorry my word bottle is making a weird noise i don't know what's going on all right then (laughs) like i said it will prove in time But nominees for Best Actress also include Annette Bening for Nyad, which was shocking, Sandra Huller for Anatomy of the Fall, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, Emma Stone for Poor Things, and Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon. And there's no Margot Robbie here, which I knew angered some people. And I wasn't angry about it, but I was puzzled that Ryan Gosling was nominated for Barbie, but not Margot Robbie. I mean, *Barbie* was nominated for best picture but the star of the movie was nominated for her performance and i can see why people didn't like that decision and it looks like annette benning took marco's spot which is kind of crazy because i haven't heard many people discussing her performance in that i think like she really snuck in there but i do like annette benning i haven't watched many of her films but i do know she's like one of the greatest actresses of our time and she's also been nominated four times before for an Oscar but has never won. I also didn't know she was married to Warren Beatty. That's how you pronounce that? Beatty or Beatty is one of those. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. I did not know she was married to him. I I just found that out actually. But she has been nominated like I said four times before for an Oscar but she just never won. And I really think the Oscars might do something crazy and just give her the award because she's been snubbed so many times. And I think it's for example the Oscars Always do that. They usually give it to the actor, or actress, or movie that at least deserves it. And then the next year they give it to like that same actor or director. Um, but it's on their least deserving year because it's like to make up for not for being snubbed last year. And I think Leonardo DiCaprio is definitely a big example of that. Leo's one of the one of the greatest actors of our generation, and he only has one Oscar. With all the great movies he's done, all those excellent performances, real people really It's really confusing how he only has one Oscar. I mean, you have Titanic, you have What's Eating Gilbert Grape, you have The Departed, The Aviator, The Wolf of Wall Street, and he won for The Revenant. And I thought The Revenant was a functional film. However, he should have won for The Wolf of Wall Street. And actually, Eddie Redmayne won that year for The Theory of Everything. And I really think that, sorry, Leo should have won for The Wolf of Wall Street 2014 Oscar and then 2016 they should have gave it to Eddie Redmayne for the Danish Girl because I thought his performance was the best in that in that year but the Oscars always do that so uh, it's just it wouldn't be surprising to me if they gave it to Annette because she's been nominated so many times before but Emma Stone and Lily Gladstone are likely to share that Best Actress prize so I don't know it's really a toss up because Emma Stone won the Golden Globe for Best Comedy and then Lily Gladstone won for Best Drama for Kills of the Fire Moons. But Emma Stone also won the Critics Choice Award. So it's really a tight competition between those two but we'll see how the other award shows like the SAG Awards and the BAFTAs we see how those winners turn out and then you know that might give us the um, prediction for the winner for Best Actress. But let's get to the Best Supporting Actress now. We also have a surprise nomination for America Ferrera in Barbie. We also have Emily Blunt for for Oppenheimer. Daniel Books also for The Color Purple, which is also I believe her first Oscar nomination. And she was actually the best part of that movie for me. I thought she was incredible and her performance made me a little emotional. And with The Color Purple, it, I liked it. It was not a bad movie at all. I loved the songs. The performances were good. The choreography, everything. The movie looked really good. I had a fun time. I actually liked it better than I, I thought like how I, better than I thought <laughs> Sorry, I already had brain brain fart I don't know what's going on but I also saw the original color purple and I also saw the play when I was younger and I just think the original color purple is just way better it's just the performances the forces, and this color purple that just came out were good but it doesn't beat the performances in the original one especially there's a certain scene in the color purple where the character Suge is singing at the jukebox and she also hears the music music from the choir at her dad's church and as you know her dad and her do not have a great relationship at all. He actually disowned her because she chose you know a life he thought wasn't a part of God. So finally she hears the music coming from the church so she decides to walk to the church singing their song and also everyone from the juke spot is coming and walking with her and then she finally gets inside the church and singing her heart out to her dad and he finally embraces her and accepts her for who she is. That scene is emotional and powerful. But instead of in the color purple, we get the scene and it's David Allen Greer, who actually plays the pastor. And he's playing on the piano singing and then Shook, Tarashi P. Henson's character comes in and then they start singing together and then they make up. And it's cute, but I don't know why they didn't do it like in the original one. Because that was one of the most powerful scenes in the movie. So that's I, that's kind of why I did. Dog was just okay movie, but it wasn't bad at all and. Daniel Brooks definitely was a highlight of that film and she was the best part and she definitely served her emotional performance and I'm glad she's nominated but we also have Jodie Foster for Niad. and lastly but definitely not least we have Divine Joy Randolph for the holdovers and I think it's definitely going to Divine she's won the Golden Globe she's won the Critics Choice Award I doubt that anyone else is going to win over her maybe Emily Blunt might no sorry Emily doesn't even nominated for best of this is best actress <laughs> so yeah no literally no one no one i think is gonna beat her in this um wait emily blunt is for best supporting a- okay so yeah emily blunt might sneak in there but i really think divine definitely is gonna win but a lot of people were confused that america Ferrera was nominated and her performance in the movie wasn't really getting any oscar buzz so it was a shocking nomination but also i felt that her performance in bar Contribute to the film's emotional moments and if anyone from barbie should be nominated performance wise i thought it would be her it should be her and her emotional speech had a key role in the movie it was pivotal for that film so i'm thrilled she's been nominated i've adored her since sisterhood the traveling pants and ugly Betty, so i'm very happy for her but i definitely think divine is going to win for this category now let's get to best actor for nominees we have bradley cooper for my We also have Coleman Domingo for Weston, who's also great in the color purple. Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer. And it's definitely between him and Paul Giamatti. I love Paul Giamatti. Um, Definitely Big Fat Liar and Sideways are classics. But for sure, I think Killian Murphy is going to win. Oppenheimer was just phenomenal. And I want Killian to win so bad. I mean, he was just incredible. And he really held his own as like the the lead actor because there were so many. Superstars in like playing as these side characters, but he really stood out to me, and that's really hard to do. And I think he deserves it alone for that. But we also have Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction, and it's the same how this is his first Oscar nomination. He's been in the game for so long, and I'm happy he's finally getting his this recognition. And he's a fantastic actor. But I, it's going, it's a tight competition between Paul Giamatti and Killian Murphy. So we'll see. I. Don't be mad if Poggi my wins, so well, we'll see. But firstly, we did have Andrew Scott nominated for All of Us Strangers. Leonardo DiCaprio also was snubbed, which was surprising as well for Killers of the Flower Moon. Barry also was not nominated for Softburn. and Zach Efron was not nominated for Iron Claw. Actually, there were zero nominations for Iron Claw, and it's, it's sad because it was a very emotional film coming from a big sister who has two little brothers. I definitely relate so much much to that movie and I thought it was really great the performances were great especially Zach Efron's performance and it sucks that they create enough Oscar buzz and it just fell into the cracks but that doesn't take away from how incredible that film was and Zach's performance in it and I want to see him pursue more of those type of roles in the future as well. I like him in comedies but he's really good as a dramatic actor too but we also have nominations for best director which include Justine Trey for Anatomy of the Fall. Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, Yorgos Letimos for Poor Things, Jonathan Glazer for Zone of Interest, and Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. But also, no Greta Gerwig for Barbie. Now, I do feel that Barbie was a fun movie, and I really love Gre- Greta's vision for Barbie, and I thought her vision itself was spectacular. And I thought it would be such a silly, just a silly comedy, but it was more than I expected. It just sucks that she wasn't nominated, but that doesn't change the fact that she's one of the top grossing, no, she is the top grossing female director ever. But my prediction for Best Director is going to Christopher Nolan. Oppenheimer was extraordinary and he's going to do for an Oscar. He should have received Oscar for The Dark Knight, but The Dark Knight wasn't even nominated for I think it was the 2009 Oscars which actually changed how many pictures were going to be nominated for Best Picture. Before, I believe, it was only five movies that can. Only be nominated before the Dark Knight came out, and when the Dark Knight came out, and it was like, yeah, I can say the Dark Knight was definitely the best movie in 2008, and it wasn't even nominated for Best Picture. It left a lot of people upset, and that's when the Oscar changes rules, and now it's I believe ten movies now can be nominated for Best Picture. But Christopher Nolan, I think he's finally going to get Oscar. I think this. This might be his first Oscar. I think this is his first o- Oscar for directing. I don't know if he's received Oscars for um screenplay before editing or anything, but I definitely think this will be his first one for directing. So I'm excited to see if he wins. But we also have nominations for nominations for best animated feature. And sadly, no Mitte Mayhem. Also no Super Mario Brothers, but I never it was so fun, but I never thought it was Oscar worthy. Mitte Mayhem was really good and I will prefer it that one in there. But we also for nominations for anime feature we have The Boy and the Heron. We have Elemental and I think Media Mayhem should took Elemental's spot because it was a cute movie but it wasn't groundbreaking. And we also have Nimona, Robot Dreams, and Across the spider I think it's going to be between Across the Spider-Verse and Boy and the Heron. spider was amazing as like everyone knew that already. And I heard The Boy and the Heron was also great too. I just haven't gotten around seeing it yet. But it's definitely a, another Tight competition between those two. But also for Best Original Score, Across the Spireverse was unfortunately snubbed for that nomination. But we also have American Fiction that was nominated, Indiana Jones in A Dial of Destiny, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Dings. My prediction is Oppenheimer is winning. The score, actually I love the score Oppenheimer on um, Can You Hear the Music is one of my favorites of all time. And I hope, I'm sorry if I don't pronounce your name right, Ludwig von, he's an incredible composer, and he also did Black Panther, and I love the score from Black Panther as well. So I definitely, I don't really see anyone else who will win. I think yes, yeah, Oppenheimer. If Spyroverse was nominated, I would said it might be between that and Spider but it wasn't even nominated for this year. So I think Ludwig is going to win for that. And also, since we talked about score, we gotta talk about best original song. Nominations include Fire Inside from the movie Flaming Hot. I'm just Ken from the movie Barbie and never went away from American Symphony, but Jaji for e a song for my people from the movie Killers of the Flower Moon and what was I made for from the movie Barbie. Sadly, Peaches from the Super Mario Brothers movie was not nominated, which would have been fun to watch Jack Black perform that song. And also Lenny Kravitz was also snubbed for his song from the movie Rustin. Though I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen the movie Rustin yet, but my mom said it was really good, so I, that definitely um want to see that but also we have best actually for best i don't know who's gonna win for best original song i think i really it would be funny if i'm just Ken one but what was i made for was such a great song and just that scene of the song and barbie just experiencing everything a human mainly like showing what well, a woman really goes through too and hearing that song in the background it was it was such a great scene so i really think billy eilish should win but I'm Just Kid won the Critics Choice Award and it even have Ryan um, Gosling confused so I don't know it's really between those two but Barbie will still win at the end of the day after I have all these nominations um nominees Barbie is still gonna win the Oscar but also we have nominations for best documentary feature we have I don't, where is I'm sorry I'm trying to hold this up I apologize for best documentary feature we have Bobby Wine found it in the People's President the Eternal Ma- marine Four Daughters to Kill Tiger, and 20 Days in Maryville. I haven't watched any of these documentary features, so I really don't have a prediction on who's gonna win, but we also have the nominations for Best Cinematography. We have El Conde, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. I think my prediction is either gonna be Poor Things or Oppenheimer. I really don't know with this one, but for Best Product Design, sorry, Product Design, it's Early God I'm sorry. (laughs) Best Production Design and Costume Design have the same nominees. So it's Poor Things, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Kills of the Flower Moon, and Napoleon. And I... I, it's a toss up I want Barbie to win I want Barbie to win something Because I don't think They're going to win a lot of awards I think they're definitely Going to win best song But I don't know About everything else Poor Things Looked amazing too That production design Was design was insane I don't know I'm going to give it to Barbie Because I feel like Poor Things is going to win So many other awards That I want I want Barbie to win something So I'm definitely I'm going to give it to Barbie And we also have The nominations For best international feature Nominees include The t-shirts lounge from Germany, Bio Capitano from Italy, Perfect Days from Japan, and The Zone of Interest from the UK. I think it's going to be The Zone of Interest, especially since it was nominated for Best Picture. I'm surprised Godzilla Minus One wasn't nominated for this, but they were nominated for Best Visual Effects, which also includes Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1, The Creator, and also Napoleon. And for visual, I let's see. I'm gonna give it the Godzilla minus one because I haven't watched the movie, but I've seen clips of it. It does look really amazing. And I don't know if anything else I will want of the galaxy to win, but I definitely think going will give it the Godzilla minus one, which I'm not gonna be mad at at all. But for nominations for makeup and hairstyling, we have golda Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Society of the Snow, and also No Barbie, which I don't. I the makeup and hairstyle for Barbie was really good, but I guess mm-hmm. it wasn't enough. But for this one, I think Poor Things might win, or maybe My Show, because Bradley Cooper looked good to win My Show. So I think it's between those two. But let's get to the best editing nominees. So we have Anatomy of the Fall, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. I also think this one's gonna be between Oppenheimer and Poor Things, and I I can't decide with Oppenheimer and Poor Things. I think those those two movies. I think they're the most nominated but those are definitely the front runners so i i I might be those between those two i can't decide but we also have the nominations for best live action short we have the after invincible night of fortune red white and blue and the wonderful story of henry sugar i also have not watched any of these so I, i don't have a prediction for this one but we also have nominations for best documentary short which include the abc's of book banning the barber of little rock Island in between, The Last Repair Shop, and Nene and Raypo. I also haven't watched these so I don't have a prediction. And for Best Animated Short, we have Letter to a Pig, 95 Senses, Our Uniform, Patchothermy, War is Over, inspired by the music of John and Yoko. And also Disney's Once Upon a Studio was not nominated, which I was also surprised because even though Disney has had some misses lately, I really loved that short just seeing all all the movies I watched growing up. It really, it was amazing watching that, but I it, I guess it wasn't good enough for the Academy. But now that we got most of these nominations out the way, it's time to talk about the main award, the one everyone, I mean, all these awards matter, but these are, the, the this is the one that people care about, and that's the Best Picture nominee. So, we have The Holdovers, we have American Fiction, we have Oppenheimer, we have Poor Things, we have Anamia of the Fall. We have Barbie. We have Maestro. Past Lives. Killer of the Flower Moon. And the Zone of Interest. And I'm not gonna, not, I'm not gonna really discuss this, but I think it's Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer's taking it. Christopher Nolan deserves it. Oppenheimer was an excellent movie. The performances, the score, the cinematography, that just everything about it. And all these other movies were fantastic as well, but it's Oppenheimer. But also, I'm so sorry, I forgot to talk about original screenplay and adapted screenplay. I knew I forgot something. But for a best original screenplay, we have The Holdovers, May-December, which is getting its only nomination, I believe. Past Lives, Maestro, and Anatomy of the Fall. For my prediction, I want to... Hmm, this one's actually hard. I think give it to May-December because they haven't been nominated for anything else. And this is their only nomination. So, I, yeah, give, give it to them. And I heard of the screenplay for that movie was also good. And we also have nominations for best adapted screenplay, which includes American Fiction, Zone of Interest, Barbie, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Like, I think this one's gonna be between Oppenheimer and Poor Things. It would be nice if Barbie won, but I don't think it's gonna win. But I think Oppenheimer and Poor Things, those are definitely the top two. But I think we let me look at my list yeah I think we covered all the nominations if I did miss some I apologize but I can't wait to see the winners I believe on March 10th is when the Oscars is airing so I can't wait to see the winners for this and just you know just see the show see all the cringy moments that happen during these award shows but now that we're done talking about the Oscars real quick I just wanted to talk about four things because I watched the movie last night and I had to discuss it because I did not know what I was getting myself into. But I just wanted to do just a give a quick spoiler alert. I'm not spoiling the whole movie. There's definitely some parts I'm not going to discuss I want people to see. But I just wanted to just discuss it real quick. But I that movie's insane. I'm sorry. I know I keep saying that. But that, that movie was crazy. I thought Saltburn was bad. I, I don't know which one was worse. But I would say it's a beautiful movie. The look, the production design of the movie alone is very memorizing. And that's not i thought i thought Barry before she went like i said for production design but i think poor things definitely deserves it but just to go over the movie real quick the movie in the beginning starts off with emma stone's character committing attempting to leave off a cliff to end her life committing suicide and also her character's name is Victoria. when emma stone's body is discovered it is revealed that she was also pregnant and william defoe's character who's also this renowned surgeon his name is Goldman baxter he finds her body and chooses to perform an experimental procedure on her and she and by doing this he inserts her baby's brain into her body so now the new creation is called bella bella baxter who is trapped in her mother's body and has the intellect of a baby now the development of bella from a newborn to adult in a short amount of time is crazy but the plot plot alone is just insane i don't want to go into detail about every act aspect of the film since I want everyone to see it but if you can get beyond the explicit contact content contact let's see it's too early there are a lot of deeper themes that anyone can connect to however those aspects those like sexual like you know more sexual scenes they also contribute to her maturity as a woman and her quest for independence now Emma Stone's character Bella although she has a baby's brain she always desired to live her life for her own and you can see that when you know she's first created you know she's been shielded from this outside world world but she has fought for her right to autonomy and i feel like the film brilliantly illustrates that each of us only has one life to live and that life should be lived without concern for the expectations placed on us by loved ones society or even ourselves and it really it really tells us just live life to the fullest and you pick up lessons along the way like it's better sometimes just just learn along the way like of course you're gonna make some mistakes but then those mistakes also teach you okay I'm not gonna do this again I'm gonna choose this um, method instead and the fact that she was trapped a newborn trapped to her mother's body she had to mature quickly I adore this film because it just demonstrates how much one can achieve by releasing oneself from the shackles of expectations and choosing to live their own life and I just thought that it was I did not like I said not expect Okay. <laughs> a lot going I not expect half the things that I watched going into it but I'm glad I watched it but Willem Dafoe's character is kind of portrayed as a god since his name is Godman of course in the movie but since he created life that's basically like he's you know perceived as god and he also has a bunch of scar on his face due to his father who was also a surgeon experimenting on him when he was younger and I'm this definitely takes inspiration from Frankenstein and you wonder if Willem Dafoe's character if he's a creation of Himself, if his dad created him too, and that's why you know he kind of shields Bella also from the world because he doesn't want her to get hurt like he does. But you do see his love for Bella while watching the film, and his you know his fatherly instincts towards her. And he also he also has a bunch of scars, like I said, because his dad um did a lot of surgeries on him. But one of the scars resembles on his face across. So I don't know if that was intentional, but like I thought that was a good detail. But now we have. Ma- Mark Ruffalo's character, who he was such an asshole in this movie, but he played a narcissistic asshole so well. Like I almost forgot it was him. His and Emma Stone relationship in this movie is so toxic. He truly went mad because he realized he couldn't control her, and she realized that she deserved more and could do better without him. And I loved how she had to figure that out herself because a lot of people were saying like, you know, he's an asshole. You know, he's not good for you. And she's like, yeah, I know, but he maybe he has some good on him or maybe i can make him better he's not that bad but she has to realize for herself that she is way better without him and she has him, and i like how she made that decision herself when to leave him she didn't listen to anyone else she had to figure out herself to finally make that decision and that's when like that's also just her wanting to be independent all the time she wants to make her own decisions and learn for herself but we also have gerard carmichael in the movie he has an awesome character um this film as well I found it interesting that he was just such a dim and negative person who believed that everything and everyone was cruel but however I feel like he developed this negative view of the world as a protective mechanism to ensure that he you know was never hurt again I feel like someone really hurt him or something really tragic happened to him so he doesn't want to experience the good in the world he doesn't want to get hurt again he just sees the world as just this cruel and negative place but yeah there's a lot of cruel parts of the but there's also so many good parts too. But you also have um Rami Youssef's character in this as well. And I liked his character. I appreciate that he accepted responsibility for some of his mistakes. And he actually um did not put Bella through a hardship and just you know overall honored her wishes, unlike Mark Ruffalo's character. But I just wanted to discuss Moyu Kakado's a good movie, and I didn't spoil much, so I hope others, if you're listening, it, um just give it a chance. And if you can look past past the sexual parts um, and look at the deeper meaning then it's a lot you can learn from the film but that's it for today's episode we finally um are done <laughs> we finally made it thank you if you listen it's to the end thank you so much I greatly appreciate that and I can't wait to do more episodes and just improve on this podcast journey I'm actually going to watch our girl this week weekend sorry because it's Friday now so next week I'll be discussing the movie and hopefully it's good I'm kind of seeing mixed reviews on it but I always when I see reviews sometimes I just have the opposite reaction of watching the movie and I just want to make those decisions myself but I like Matthew Vaughn as a director I always watched the first Kingsman movie the second one wasn't that good and that's what that's why I'm kind of like if because people are comparing it to the second Kingsman the golden circle I'm kind of like the action Emily was good but the story and plot just didn't make any sense so I'm hoping it's not like that but like I said i'm just gonna watch him myself but also he directed um x-men first class which is my favorite movie out the x-men franchise so he has a few misses but i think you know this one would be decent but you'll definitely hear more about it next week thank you again guys like i said greatly appreciate it thank you for listening and i hope all of you enjoy the rest of your day and stay amazing bye